Thank you for joining us for another insightful episode of Creatives Chat. Episode 48, After Show Convo, featuring Chris James. Join us as we chat about who knows what. Our show shall begin now. Streaming from Retro Earth Studio and brought to you by... WeAreHistorically.com Conscious Brand Apparel And Learn to play jazz piano like a pro Buy a pro With Jazz Piano Pro Essentials At JazzPianoPro.com Hello and welcome to our after show convo We're going to pick up where we left off With Peter and Chris James one of the things that I've been incorporating these past few fasts is like, I don't take a break from like lifting and exercise. I may mm. not be doing like sprints and all this other crazy like cardio, but like I'm lifting weights. I'm actually using muscles and I'm not having atrophy. I still have all the energy. My fat burning is more efficient. I have noticed that, but it's one of those things where I'll lose, like I'll get to a point where it's like, I'll lose maybe like a pound of fat a day, like maybe two. And that's with lifting. Right. You know what I mean? Completely counter what we would counterintuitive in terms of what we're so accustomed to. Yes. I, I actually, so <clears throat> my brother and I, um, we, we noticed this very early on because with mm. him losing all that weight, he wanted to get in shape. That's it. He wanted to have a six pack. That was his goal. So, you know, he started going to the gym. We both did. And uh, we had very interesting experiences where, Number one, we realized that in order to build muscle, we didn't actually need these large amounts of protein like they were teaching us. The human growth hormone is crazy. Like, you know, what is it at 48 hours or something like that? It maxes out and it's like 2000% production of human growth hormone versus, I guess, when you're just eating and, you know, normal or whatever. Mm -hmm. So leveraging that, with the fasting, you know, we were seeing crazy strength gains. I mean, it was crazy. And I'm sure you can attest to it, like how strong, how quickly we were getting stronger and also just like maintaining it. Um, so yeah. there was a period of time where he went to California to get his uh, uh, fitness certification and he was fasting. He was doing like a five two schedule throughout this whole time. And of course, you know, his teacher is teaching like the calories in, calories out, just all the all the old school nonsense. And my brother's like, yeah, that's not that's not actually how the body works. You know, my brother's a really uh, <laughs> matter of fact kind of guy. And um, his gains and everything that he was doing in the class was far superior to everyone else. And I remember he told a story. He was at the gym and he was curling 50s. Now, my brother is um, at the time. Well, he's he's uh, about six one. And at the time, it was probably about 185 pounds. And he's curling 50s. Yeah. And these big bodybuilder guys are like, bro, how are you doing that? Those things are freaking heavy, you know, because he doesn't look the part. He didn't. Yeah. He doesn't. When you think about a 180 pound guy who like works out, he's usually kind of like a bigger guy. But my brother was he was he was he's just more streamlined. And yeah. what what he noticed was. You couldn't see his gains unless he was tensing his muscles. 
So when he would make, he would go from like a 13 and a half inch bicep to like a 15.75 inch bicep when he would, when he would just tense it, you know, but you couldn't see his gains unless he was tensing. So he's building a different type of muscle that was more streamlined. It was more supple, more flexible. It didn't have all the inflammation, you know? And, oh, yeah. and so he didn't look as big or look as strong as he was. And we just blew that whole protein, calories in, calories out thing out. Because, man, he was fasting five days out of the week and going to the gym. And really what it, what it uh, boils down is to acclimate. You want to get your body acclimated, yeah. you know? So, so where you're at now, and this is where the yogi is at, where he's been for years. When you fast on a regular basis and your body becomes acclimated, and keep in mind, as you're changing your, your, your eating habits and your drinking habits, your body doesn't recontaminate to the level it was before. Exactly. Once you get past all of that major decontamination, now it's all upside, yeah. right? Like I use fasting when I wrote my book. I, I, there would be times when I wasn't motivated or maybe just, you know, um, if I really wanted to like get a lot of work done, I would fast. And it would help me, it would help keep the creative juices flowing. Or, you know, if I just was energetically tired, it would just help give me that reset. And I was able to, I remember one day in particular, I was on, I was doing a juice fast. And I wrote like, I think it was like 17,000 words that day. It was, it was insane. I never wrote that many words in a day. It was just, I mean, I'm not a writer. I don't know if that's impressive or not. It was impressive for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just this amazing tool you could use. And if you just get past, because people think, oh, it's always going to be rough. No, it gets easier as you, as you get better. It's, like, it's just like building muscle, right? Yeah. Lifting, lifting a 50-pound weight is hard at first. And then you've, after you've done it for you know, six months or whatever, it's, it's like it's nothing. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's really entertaining just to hear all the different stories and your guys' experience because – Again, everyone who's on that same path of the fasting and experimenting like this, that's what you really experience. It's not just like a one person thing. Oh, this is just unique to you. It's like, no, this is like a consistent theme that is repeated over and over and over. I don't know anything more scientific than that. You have a ton of different independent resources and individuals all over the globe practicing this method. And they're seeing the same thing. Like I noticed that my recovery has increased. And that's one of those gains that's kept with me since the fasting and like i noticed it first when i went to be like vegetarian and i mm. noticed that like years ago um because it's been almost 10 years but since i've been vegetarian and like um i noticed that first i was like oh wow my inflammation is down my recoveries are quicker and then once i started consistently incorporating fasting i was like oh wow my recovery is even faster now what's going on you know so i always try to experiment between each fast like to find like the perfect ideal diet for me for my body i'm like okay well it works what doesn't well this doesn't work and then you know narrowed it down to the point now where it's like when you really have that relation with yourself and it's that self-knowledge and i love how you always push it knowledge is power because it's facts and when you have this experiential knowledge of your own vehicle your own flesh your own spirit your own energy that's the magic right there mm. because I always try, I kind of jokingly say, I'm like, fasting is probably the closest thing to magic that the, a, a regular person can tap into at like yeah. any, at any moment in time. And, you know, it really, it really just shines through with everything that you've been talking about thus far, yo. It's yeah, crazy. Actually, um, you reminded me. So I did a, I did a three month uh, 
fitness journey experiment. And mm. I experienced something very interesting. A couple, two, two things that are very interesting. Number one, I'm that guy. I'm not a gym rat. Never really been interested in going to the gym and fitness. It's just never been my thing. Um, so I often will go to the gym for like a period of time. Let's call it four months. And then, I, and then I'll fall off for a year. That's just my normal thing, right? So anytime I get back into the gym, the first week is brutal. I'm, I'm sure most people know what I'm talking about. Uh, you're very, you're very sore, especially if you work out hard, like it's, it's, it's rough. You can barely get out of bed the next day. And I did not experience that this, this last, um, experiment I had where as far as like the recovery, it was Mm -hmm. like, I could work out as hard as I wanted. And it was, there was, you know, there wasn't no three days of having to recover from doing leg day. I could hit legs again the next day. And so that allows you to to I mean, for those who are like, if you're listening to this and you're really into weight, you know, training or fitness, the fact that you're not using fasting is mind boggling to me because you like a lot of athletes like elite level athletes use fasting. Maybe they don't talk about it or they might Mm. talk about it in a different way. You don't call it fasting, but they really do use it. The other thing that I noticed that was was huge for me because of my ups and downs at the gym, my strength retention. So mm. I have like um, this set of 20 uh, pound dumbbells that I just, you know, when I don't feel like going to the gym, I use my dumbbells, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What would happen all, all the time is I do my, my uh, you know, four months of whatever, and then I'd stop using my dumbbells. I'd stop that. Ah, I don't want to do this anymore. And then after maybe two, two, three months, I can't even curl with that, those dumbbells anymore. It's like I done lost all the progress I made. I mean, I might be able to hit it one or two times. This time, when I built my muscle using fasting, a year went by. And I'm not going to lie to you, man. A whole year went by. I didn't touch a weight. And I was still able to curl these dumbbells. And so mm. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, That's the... I, I don't know the body with the muscle. It's like when you build muscle based on like fasting and proper diet, you you know, you don't got to lose it all. You don't have to, it doesn't have to just go away after three or four weeks or a month, whatever. And see, that's where I would just love to see more of an open acceptance of this in like kind of the Western scientific community. Cause then we really could just red pill a whole bunch of people by showing like scientifically quantifiable data that, you know, Oh, wow. When muscles built not on protein, but built on their own natural. This is where I think we would get into like the spirit, the union of spirit, spirit and science again, where it'd be like, oh, they're literally just operating on energy. Like they're literally, they're what their body becomes a factory to make everything you need for it. And that's the stuff that's always really cool to look at it because, you know, we are this, (laughs) this little like chemistry factory, but our body never has the opportunity to actually awaken to its powers if we're always force feeding it. And just mm. eaten and eaten so that's its own like rabbit hole but you know i want you i want to know a little bit more um so when did your book finish up with the the metamorphosis a journey to holistic wellness how can our viewers and listeners get a hold of that so uh i've got that book available on my website a healthy alternative.org um it's available on amazon but you got to be careful because i have a black and white version and a um color a full color version but like I've got these extremely beautiful um, colors, colorful mm. pictures that kind of help to, you know, just tell a story 
yeah, uh, yeah. there it's all it's all uh custom art artwork that i had done so it's on amazon it's also on my my website healthyalternative.org that's dope that's an accomplishment right there is just really giving people a playbook and i do know that you host master classes what's the composition of that you know do you join is it like a journey with you for our fasting <laughs> experience yeah so more. so um my brother and I, we developed what we call the 40-day um, wellness class. And mm. it's, it's, a whole, it's a holistic wellness class. Um, the goal is to help people. You know how you get a little bit of, of gains or a little, make a little bit of progress or whatever, and then uh, life happens, the pandemic happens, you know, your girlfriend breaks up with you and you just lose all of the, the benefit that you just gained. And sometimes you regress further. We wanted to put together a program that's going to put it into that. And mm. it really boils down to figuring out, like, what are the core issues that are driving you to make poor decisions? Um, and it, it, yeah. it really it, there's there's a couple different elements to it, but it's like belief systems, you know, right. like conditioning. What are the subconscious programs that are running in the background that are causing you to make these decisions? And so what we have to really understand is from the age of zero to seven, we are we are being programmed. We, like yeah. there's a lot of, um, you know, people who have studied the human mind and, and, you know, they understand that between the ages of zero and seven, we're a sponge. We're absorbing right. everything. And then those that that programming becomes our sub pro subconscious programming that rules us 90, 95% of the day. And of course, we don't know it because our conscious mind, we think that's going to make most of the decisions, but it's not. Who tells you to blink? Who tells you to breathe? You know what I'm saying? Like it, the bot, the mind is really running on autopilot. And so in that class, our goal is to dive into what are the auto autopilot programs that are running and causing you to when you feel too stressed, eat, or when that person breaks up with you, eat, or, you know, whatever your coping mechanism is. And so um, it's a very small class. Um, we only work with a, a small handful full of individuals at a time because it, it needs to be intimate and organic yeah. for people to really get the transformation they need. But there's a process. You can't just, you can't just join. Uh, because, you know, there's a there's a pretty overwhelming desire to be in the class. And so uh, we have a it's like a questionnaire process where we'll get on. We'll do a call with you and we're going to determine where you are mentally, physically, emotionally. Are you ready to make the commitment to this process? Because yeah. the seats are limited, we want to make sure everybody involved is serious. And so <clears throat> you can find out more about that um, if you go to my Instagram which is a.healthy.alternative uh, in, the, in the bio section. There's a link and um, you'll see the 40-day the wellness program listed there as an option. But yeah, it's, it's 40 days and uh, you, get, you get over uh, 22 hours of like classroom time. It's, it's all live um, mm. and it's, it's a pretty intense course. That's, see, that's what I like to hear though in terms of recognizing the seriousness of this type of change and transformation that it's like don't play you have to actually have to want to make these changes in your life you actually have to be willing enough to let go of those conditionings and you know you hit the nail on the head because it's it was almost like i was saying to myself with the conditionings you know it's like 
people just don't understand like we're when we're kids we're soaking up everything indiscriminately whether it's good or bad and mm -hmm. unless you go through that conscious process of squeezing out the sponge you're always going to be kind of it's the same thing with detox in the body you're always going to be kind of filled with some otherness that's not really you and when you identify with that that's when we get into those issues and that's what I find is always fascinating about water fast is because I really do see it as that process of, you know, filling up a dirty sponge with clean water, squeezing it out, clean water, squeezing it out until it's a nice pure sponge again. Mm. And that's why I'm fascinated more about like the, the detox protocols that you've done. Like, I'm really curious, like what was involved in that liver and gallbladder flush? So the liver and gallbladder flush that I do is by a guy by the name of Andreas Moritz. So it's called the Amazing Liver and Gallbladder Flush. And it is a six-day protocol. Mm. Um, he has you eat a specific diet for the first five days, and it's kind of your prep phase. <clears throat> the diet is really simple. It's essentially you know, uh, mostly raw uh, fruits and vegetables. You could do some cooked food, but like meat is off the table, dairy is off the table. You want to stay away from fat. So you don't want to buy, even if you're eating raw, like avocados, you want to stay away from fat because essentially um, you're building up this reservoir of bile. And then because uh, the, the body uses bile to like break down fat. And yeah. then the, the other key to it is malic acid. So you mm. can get malic acid from, you know, apple juice, tart cherry juice. They sell it as like a supplement in a powder form. Um, but you take you you're you're basically constantly giving yourself this malic acid throughout the prep prep phase, and what that does is it will soften soften the the gallstones and the cholesterol stones or bile stones is what I like to call them. Um, it'll soften, so it's like a the major preparation. Um, then you take it a step further, and you'll you'll go get like you'll do a colonic or uh, you know um, water enema or something like that. You want to cleanse the the pathway out, right? Your your uh, intestine, your colon, and mm -hmm. then you do the actual flush. And the actual flush is ol olive oil, um, grapefruit juice. Ooh. <laughs> I, I I think I think it's olive oil and grapefruit juice. And then there's there's some there's something you take before once again mm -hmm. to help cleanse and flush the system but the mm. olive oil and grapefruit juice is really what does it it triggers the liver to start pulsating and what it'll do it is start pumping all of that gunk and grime and and mm. sludge that's in the liver it starts pumping it out um and as well as it will cause the gallbladder to spasm and that's yeah. how you that's how you get the stones to kind of come out and so uh it's a really intense protocol you do it over the period of you know six months a year pretty much kind of how however long it takes and then um once you're done he, he there's like a maintenance protocol that he has you know do it once every three months or six months or whatever wow. uh to maintain but yeah it's pretty intense and um what i noticed from doing the flush is my digestion improved dramatically mm. and that's huge because, you know, part of the reason why we're so clogged up and backed up with crap is because we're not digesting food. We're not eliminating well. So, so gaining, gaining insane control over digestion is everything. As a matter of fact, yeah. I tell people, and, and this is, you know, this isn't really realistic, 
But let's say that you had optimal like digestion and elimination. You could kind of eat whatever you wanted because right. it wouldn't stay in the body long enough to have any real effect. True. True. But the, the problem is, and I don't know if people know this, when you eat something, you literally are supposed to eliminate it within like an hour. Right. Yeah, like you, it's 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 you. you it's yeah. not really supposed to stay in. You eat, you poop. It's it's in and out real quick. <laughs> you know, and and how I started to really understand because my aunt used to tell me this stuff decades ago when I was like twelve. She would tell me this stuff, and I'm mm. like impossible. Well, when you start fasting and you start eliminating, you clean that system out. Man, I remember I ate an avocado coming off of a fast, and. uh Probably within 30 minutes, that avocado was coming out. And it wasn't just a little poop, like a little poop. It was a massive bowel movement. It was massive. <laughs> All of the avocado came out. And I right. said, oh, my God, that's how much should come out from an avocado? Imagine so what think, else. Right. You think about a pasta dish or, you know, whatever you eat. And it's like, oh, my God, now I understand how I've got 10 to 20 pounds of excess fecal. And that's probably that's probably not. It's probably closer to 40. You know, right. these people who yeah, are massively true. overweight, it's probably closer to 40, to be honest. Um, yeah. yeah. But the body and, um, you know, talk about poop. But uh, <laughs> the other thing that, that you'll notice is when the when the system is working properly, literally your ish doesn't stink. It literally doesn't stay. It don't have time to stink. Right? Like, why do we use cow manure and animal manure and stuff? Right? Because it's the, they, they, well, traditionally speaking, they process food better than we do. But yeah. human feces should be the same. Yeah. But it, it sits and festers and, 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 you know, just becomes toxic. But it yeah. should just go in and out. So the food would smell like what I was eating. It was crazy. Last thing I say hmm. about feces. <laughs> no, dude, I love, I love it. <laughs> um, I I noticed that animals don't wipe, right? Unless they're sick. If they're sick or if they got worms or something, they will they'll wipe, right? They'll rub their butt yeah. on the grass. Um, I also thought about our ancestors. I'm like, well, yo, what did they do before we had paper, like toilet paper? Like I would have mm. these these conversations with myself as a child and even as a young adult. When you start eating properly and you're having proper elimination, you don't need toilet paper. Like, that's facts. I didn't know that until it happened. And then one day I was listening to a guy talk about it. He's pretty popular. I don't remember his name, though. But he's like, yeah, when you're having proper bowel movements, you don't need toilet paper. That's how you know you're having healthy bowels. Yeah, just boop. It just actually, it's actually very interesting the way it comes out. It feels like it feels like diarrhea without like the stomach, the gut wrenching. But, you know, the way diarrhea just flows out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it flows out of you. It's not that compacted, you know, soft serve ice cream crap that they try to teach you is the proper way to have a bowel movement. It's nothing like that. It's not compacted at all. And it flows out yeah. and it's just clean. It's just a clean. It's like a valve. You just open and close. Bloop. And yep. I, I remember I went to wipe myself and there was nothing there. And yeah. I said, <laughs> this, is, this is such crazy. a validating conversation on the, on the bowel movements. Cause for me, I'm just always wondering like, okay, is this just me experiencing this like literal shit coming out like that? No, you know, then it's, it, it's 
it really is fascinating because people just don't even they take for granted the efficiency of the human form but i think it's one of those rules that i have now where i know a food it's been one of the protocols in my experiments is like i know a food doesn't work with me and i'm not supposed to be eating it if it takes more than three hours for the process more than two that's like a- that's like that's like my limit if it's like four if it's like the next day i'm just like i gotta stop eating it and 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 that see now that's science right you mentioned that yeah. earlier that is actual science we're not talking about theoretical science i'm not a fan of theoretical science like i i think it's garbage i think it's something that we have i think it was cool at first and it, it i think it could it, it could definitely be beneficial but we've moved so far away from the actual life application and and, and yeah. experimentation that it's like you have entire careers built off of theoretical science like you're not yes. Bro, you're not doing anything in real life. It's all in your head. It's yeah. all numbers on a paper. Like, what actually works in real life? So, yeah. this is a practical application. You don't need, like, people think that I'm just really well studied. Uh, they think that I read all these books on fasting. No, mm. I really don't. I mean, I've done some backtracking, you know, but I'm actually talking from personal experiment. And then, when the yeah. beauty is I get to see it with my brothers and, and the people from my audience, the, the com- community is doing it and they're reporting it back to me. And that's really how I built my, my uh, knowledge base. I don't, mm. I don't, I don't think wow. I have one book that's exclusively about fasting, you know? Mm. So uh, yeah, it, personal experimentation is the key. Anecdotal evidence. Like we got to get away from thinking that the gold standard is peer reviewed science in a published journal. Let's get away from all that nonsense and let's go back to anecdotal evidence because that's real. That's what happens with real people in real life. Yeah, hundred percent. And it it even comes back to the point too, where it's, I think when people just worship the new church, that is science, they overlook the fact of corruption. You know, I firsthand, you know, shout out to Jennifer Ross because she's, you know, um, she does, I guess you would call her a biological physicist. And she had all these different theories about how different like microtubules and different things would move around in the body and like their locomotion. And for years, you know, people would be like, nope, not real. That's not a real thing. To the point where she like literally built her own telescope to show them. Like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. It's real. But that's what was one of my first experiences in like the academic setting where I learned, oh wow, this is super corrupt. These these motherfuckers are like their entire career is built on this theory that they're coming up with, and they're just gonna stonewall anyone that challenges that. And this is the stuff that I see where when people really start to recognize that the science is behind food, the science is behind how we should eat, what we should be eating follow the money. Most of them are sponsored by Pepsi, by Coke, by all these big food corporations. You know, I think, you know, for the listeners, one of the first things that people need to look into, and I think it was one of my health awakenings was look into the McGovern report in the seventies. We've known since the seventies, artificial sugars have caused obesity and all these different health related issues. And who stonewalled it? The USDA, the big agricultural systems that, oh, we just made ethanol with corn, but let's use all the byproducts for stuff. Like everything in our society is literally just like the leftover scraps just getting reused and recycled because it's efficient for the dollar. And it's, oh, it like, it breaks my heart, but it's like, it's really cool knowing that like you have this community that you've been building. I've been seeing it grow. I've been a part of it. It got me going on this stuff, you know, to this point now where it's like, you know, you have an app coming out. Yeah. 
Like, that's what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we, um, well, you, you, you're very tuned in, right? So, you know, the censorship is crazy right now. Um, You know, it it has been for quite some time. Uh, They're just becoming super blatant. And (laughs) what I found was the more I talked about truth, the more my viewership diminished. Like it's it's to the point now on wow. YouTube where I don't get new views. Like the only people that watch my videos now are subscribers. Wow. Like it's 75% subscribers and like 25% new people, which is insane. My, my ratio used to be like reverse. It used to be like uh, 70% um, new people, 30% subscribers, which is what drives your, 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 your thing to grow, right? And how you have viral hits and stuff. And so, the more I started talking about cancer, um, you know, I spoke, I spoke out mm. one time against wearing masks, like one time, or just vaccines and just, you know, things like that. Um, and, and they do not want you talking about that stuff. So okay. I was just like, okay, my thing is this, I'm for whatever makes us healthier, like truly healthier. Okay. I'm not against science. I'm not against people say, oh, you're anti-vaxxer. No, I'm, I'm anti-poison. And when I look at the ingredients in a vaccine, it's poison. So yeah. I don't want to promote it or talk about it. If you change the ingredients to something that is going to be healthy and, and beneficial, we'll have that conversation. So in order to have these types of conversations, I'm like, I got to build my own platform. And yeah. so the goal is to orient it around social engagement, right? Like a, mm-hmm. like a Facebook or something like that. Um, we want to build out very um, well thought out accountability groups and we want to be able to disseminate information to the user, the end user, in a way that makes sense for them as an individual. So we've got yeah. a lot of ideas for how we're going to like further this thing in the future. But one of the features I'm really excited about is the body scan feature, mm. which will essentially allow you to take a 3D rendering of your body, um, create something like a bitmoji of yourself. And in real time, as you're losing weight and you're making these changes, you'll be able to see your composition changing. That's dope. Right? Because <laughs> one, of, one of the things that I noticed is people usually track their weight loss journey with the scale only. And I tell people, yo, you mm. got to tape yourself because you're not getting exactly. the complete picture. But I figured this is like the best way to do it. You'll be, literally be able to see a 3D uh, readout of your body and so um, we've got fasting circles. So, you know, one of the issues people have is they want to fast. Like, like you said, you're the only one that really fasts in your circle. Um, but imagine having a online community or family where y'all can fast together. Like, hey, we're right. going to fast from Monday to Thursday. And you've got this app that keeps you connected. Right. We, we, it's it's going to be amazing. Um, we're going to be doing competitions. We did uh, what we mm. called the biggest winner competition which is basically the motive it was to motivate people to lose weight and we had um, a, a monetary prize and so yeah it's going to be it's going to be phenomenal and we we really plan on we we've already invested a lot into it we continue we're going to continue to build it out and we really plan on making this like facebook instagram aha wellness app like it's going to stand among the the social media giants Yo, I can easily see it because just even like looking on Reddit, like our water fasting, our fasting, like there are already huge communities of people like really trying to, they're seeking this type of outlet. And I think that's one of the coolest things and why I was really excited to check, you know, some of the stuff out because 
this is the future. I really do see it as people taking their health into their own hands, people being literate in terms of the, the true science of the human form. And it comes back to that point where, you know, you talk about your brother reversing his diabetes, you know, uh, there's the true North health center. I think it's Dr. Michael Clapper. I think I got that. I think I got his name right, but it's like, you know, they do like the 40 day water fast, like super like medical supervised water fast. And you have people that are getting rid of arthritis, cancer, you know what I mean? Like all these different types of physical ailments that they've had the entire lives for the Mm -hmm. most part. Like we don't even know the full potential of this yet until we get more people involved in it and start seeing globally, like, yeah, we're going to be changing. I mean, AHA is going to be changing the game as I see it. I'm, listen, the, the, I have, I have read about some pretty phenomenal things. We're talking, mm. there was a lady in Germany who she stopped eating at the age of like 10 or 12. Um, and she could go out in cold weather without a coat. She could go with shorts and whatever. Cold didn't bother her. I'm sure you're familiar with Wim Hof, the Iceman. Um, she could run without getting tired. Uh, I used to play Call of Duty. I used to go hard. And uh, they, they have this perk on there. It's called Marathon. You, just, you run. You can run unlimitedly. Yeah. I think about that. Um, she was really, really strong. So you think about, like, the woman who, uh, for whatever reason, her baby gets caught underneath the car, her husband's working, the car falls on the baby or whatever, and she's able to tap into that strength and pull the car off the baby. We all think about that, but it's like, what if we could control it? Like, what if we could actually mm. manipulate it in real time? All right. So these people in, in, in these books that I've read about, are able, they're literally superhumans. They were able to, they're able to tap into um, the superhuman strength that we all possess. And um, I feel like what's, what's happening is this information is being purposely suppressed. Uh, one of the other things that I saw because um, one, one thing, if you really listen to me, I talk about like my lifespan. I'm like, hey, I don't have any, I don't have any plans on dying at 85 like the average human being. My Facts. goal as of right now is 150 plus because most people think you're capped at 120. But yeah. when I, when I, as I was doing my research, I'm seeing people in, in, in like remote areas that are living to be two, three, 400, even 500 years old, but yeah. they all get debunked. It's like, this guy claims to be 500, but he doesn't have any documentation. Well, he's 500 years old. What kind of birth certificate or documentation do you think he's going to have? But you have stories of villagers, right? There was this one guy in particular, I think he claimed to be like 540 years old or something. And the only way that you could really verify it is through the stories of the villagers that that lived kind of close to him. And um, there was this guy who was 80 years old telling a story about how when he was a little boy, he went up the mountain to see this man or whatever. His grandfather took him to go see this man. And so the family had this tradition of, I guess, mm. going to visit this man for whatever reason. Um, and so through his story, we could verify at least three generations of them traveling to see this man. I mean, that alone, yeah. you know what I'm saying? A grandfather taking his, his grandbaby to go see this man that alone was able to verify like three, 320 years or something. So there's people yeah. who are living much longer right now, but of course the Guinness Book of War Records isn't gonna, cause they don't, they don't right. want you to know what you're capable of. Bingo, that's it right there. When you are at that point of 
recognizing that we are capable of superhuman abilities that I've seen that even just the spiritual angle of just like expanding yourself through meditation, through tapping in with nature, the different types of, you know, psychokinetic, psychokinetic abilities that people have, you know, being able to mass hypnotize people. Like that's some of the things that I've read in some books too, is, um, and I actually have some people in my life who have firsthand experience of seeing, you know, some person just in a meditation, but everyone else sees them as like climbing this beanstalk up into the sky. Mm. But you step outside of like a 30 foot circle and he's just meditating and everyone's just also sitting there kind of like in a meditative state. And it's just like, wait, what? So this is the stuff that I'm always fascinated with is because there was, um, I think he was a famous Japanese guy who was served in the military, like early on, one of the early, I think, first world war. Um, and he was one of those two where it was like, he was supposed to like 300 years old. Like no one could, no one really knew. There was like, he's just been looking the same age for like 50 years you know, that yep. there's so much suppressed information out there on the true potential of the human experience. And, oh man, that's its own show entirely in terms of just like dealing with the censorship and handling all that. But, yeah, you know, you're really tapping people into the full experience of what we can witness here as human beings. And that's the stuff that I'm excited to see how it develops because there's more and more people interested in this. There's more and more people interested in the spiritual shifts. Um, and... I do know that I have one more question for you before the rest of you hop in. I'm just curious though, like how has fasting and like this physical development influenced your spiritual development? Well, uh, like we mentioned earlier, right? Um, well, first let me say this. I was born like, like I was born in a church. Okay. I was, you know, baptized and all of that stuff. And so I had a very narrow view of spirituality growing up. And one of the reasons why I went down this health journey was to, uh, you know, I was seeking God. And I remember specifically saying a prayer that mm -hmm. I wanted to seek God, whatever that was, not with any predetermined, you know, mm -hmm. notions or ideas. And so having that first experience with nature through fasting really opens me up to the fact that we're all connected on a level that uh, most of us are numb to, right? Like all the humans, all the animals. You think about a tree. A tree is connected to the entire earth. Right. Like the tr uh, one tree is connected to the entire earth. And so um, uh, tapping into just the abundance of the world and 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 everything that that is provided for us like that was huge for me um my my own personal spiritual journey has flourished you learn these these tools like uh the power of, power of manifestation and um the laws of attraction and mm. i feel like that's that's the spiritual realm it's it's like energy what are you yeah. what are you putting out it's very very logical for me at this point it's like what you put out is what you're going to attract yeah. and we got to be very careful about what we focus our energy on like i feel like spirituality is it's it's very simplistic if you really under if you really understand you break it down it's like you're going to attract what you put your energy towards your focus i mean your energy is your spirit learning one of the things that i that i started to really understand is we think that our spirit or our, 
our soul or whatever is in our body, or at least that's what they want us to believe. But yeah. our body is actually in our spirit, our consciousness or our energetic field. Yeah. That's a very important <laughs> distinction to make. And right. uh, yeah, so so um, really understanding like, like like chakra centers and like how energy flows, man. I was doing I was doing an inner exercise the other day where it really just solidified for me like what is energy? What is so mm. when I think of spirituality, I really think of energy. I, I think of you know our essence, our consciousness. Um, kind of holistically speaking, yeah. and um, I was I was uh, just sitting in the chair, and there was a it was a meditation practice. You close your eyes, you envision a you know a, a, I think you mentioned a golden light or whatever you know whatever you kind of envision a light coming in through your head, and the energy is flowing through your hands, and you just sit there and you just you just focus the energy into a ball or whatever, and you can literally feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like all of this is part of my my spiritual journey, because when I look at the when I look at us holistically, I look at us as like these different these different dimensions or layers. And um, mm. I, I never truly fully understood that or grasped that before. Right. Mm. Thinking about God as this man in the clouds above and whatever. It was very different from how I think about it now, where. It's this idea that we're all uh, we're all part of this source energy, like we're all yeah, part yeah. of, you know, what you would consider God. Even the Bible talks about it, you know, talks about yeah. how, you know, God or Jesus lives in you or, you know, kingdom of heaven. Was kingdom of heaven. It, it's, yeah, it's all, like, it's, it's it's all the point. same thing with different words. Yeah. You yeah. know, so, yeah, it was it's been very eye opening for me. Uh, I'm very open. You know, one of the things that. I didn't understand before because I wasn't really encouraged to do it. Like you could be a Buddhist and a Christian. Like people don't know that like you can you can believe th both of those things. They really correlate. There's a lot of intersecting viewpoints and beliefs. Yeah. As a matter of fact, most belief systems are very similar at the core. They really yeah. are. Exactly. And so then you start to wonder, well, what's all the division about? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much where I'm at. Um, spirituality, uh, energy and things like that. I don't it doesn't come easy for me. It's it's one of the things that's been more challenging for me to really tap into. Uh, so I, I really lean on my brothers and, and people who are a little bit more intuitive there. But I'm getting there and I'm learning a lot more and I'm applying that stuff in real life. Like one other, I'll end with this. Uh, me and me and one of my partners. Um, we decided that in the year 2021, we were going to have a, 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 an insane goal, financial goal, because we, we like to test things. We really like to put things to the test. So we're, we're testing the power of manifestation, the laws of attraction. Um, you know, we're really testing like what, what's the universe capable of? What is it really going to do for us? And we had a goal that we wanted to build and we wanted to have in the bank $100 million by the end of the year. That was our goal. We were dead serious about it. Still are. There you go. At the time, no clue how it's going to happen. No clue. That's a lot of money. Well, maybe perspective. It depends on your perspective, right? Not yeah. a lot of money to Bill Gates. Maybe a lot of money to Pookie down the street. So at the beginning of January, I was introduced to an opportunity to join 
what I call an abundance mindset mastermind. Mm. Um, through this group, I was introduced to several opportunities that easily could net me $100 million, like two or three wow. opportunities that like each one of them potentially could be huge. Mm. And not to mention the, you know, the app developing of the app and just all the other things I kind of have my hands in. And, and over the course of the past four or five months, I've started to see this picture where it's like, it's not just me saying it and just believing it. Like it's forming, like it's actually taking shape. It's really, wow. really interesting. And yeah. I put it out there because I'm like, yo, let's test this thing. Let's see. Cause that's crazy. Like a hundred million, bro. I, I don't even have a million dollars. So I don't like for me to say, I'm gonna get a hundred. Like, that's let's test it. Let's get uncomfortable. So we'll see. I like that. Yo, and that's, and this is where it comes back to, you know, real recognizes real. It's that statement of when you start to push the paradigms and you literally experience them shatter through firsthand knowing that's when you start to enter into this otherworldly being. And it comes back to that. It's an age old saying I heard a long time ago, but it's like, I searched for God and found myself. I searched for myself and found God. And it's that different type of energetic connection, you know, like, I remember the first time, you know, I've been practicing Qigong for pretty much just as about as long water fasting, you know, about like the three years. And when I had a, like the crown chakra open up, cause I'm a, I'm kind of like a skeptic when it comes to a lot of things first. I'm like, no, nah, let me question that thoroughly and see if this is real. Um, and it was, you know, I think it was day four of my water fast. I didn't really drink any water. Like the last three days, just naturally, I was just listening to my body. And I was out meditating and it literally felt like a blowhole, like opened up on like the top of my skull. And it was like, I was underneath a waterfall, but it felt like I took a breath for the first time. Like I really took a breath. I could feel the energy flowing kind of like the sugar and stuff coursing through the veins. Like I could literally feel the energy of the breath. And mm. from that point on, it's just been a different learning experience and living experience. And I think that's the cool thing that, you know, fasting everything really offers us is it's a chance to really transform your life and live in a different world, like live in a completely different realm. It's kind of like a video game. You know, it's like you're living in the same open world as everyone else, but it's just like, you see all the different quests, you see a whole different map than everybody else. And you're like, this is dope. Life is, life is really a trip. <laughs> it's fun, man. Like last year was the most devastating year for so many people. And it was the most expansive, most amazing. I traveled. I had so much fun last year. I made the most money I ever made. Like, it was just, I don't, we're not, we're in the same world, but we not. Like, my perspective, I think the world's a beautiful place full of abundance and wonderful people. Somebody else is worried about what Trump is tweeting. Like, we're just not, we're not on the same frequency. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's, and that what it comes back down to as well is, you know, when you, until you give yourself the opportunity to take a break from it all, you'll never know. Mm -hmm. You know, so I really do hope that the listeners can really tap in to just understand that this is the power that fasting and all these different things provide. Because, you know, I was super skeptical about energy until I started feeling energy, like literally feeling energy. Right. I was, you know, I found that I was having these profound revelations of life every fast that would always kind of help me in my little quarterly experiments bring a new point of focus on where my life would just continue to evolve and develop. And 
you know, I'm just, I'm so grateful, you know, that I finally get to interview you because I was just like, yo, like, this is a person that has some real life knowledge that the world needs to hear. Um, so, you know, Chris, again, I just want to thank you for coming on Creative Chat, man. And listeners, thank you for tapping in. Any last words, man? Listen, uh, I tell people all the time that their their time, their their energy, their focus is precious. You know, it's some of the most vital thing resources that you have. I appreciate you all, uh, you know, spending your time and energy and focus with me. Um, you know, if you're interested in learning more and and you know tapping in with the community, uh, I'm everywhere. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Facebook. Both a healthy alternative. Uh, you, Instagram is a.healthy.alternative. We've got the website, um, healthyalternative.org. Tap in, become a part of the community. We, we, we welcome everyone, all different points of views. Uh, we're just looking to learn and grow. And uh, yeah, keep learning. The application of knowledge is power. That's it. Oh, I love it. And with that, I'll say thank you, listeners, for tapping into another episode of Creative Chat. Roll the outro. And that concludes this episode of Creatives Chat. Thank you for watching. Join us every Thursday at 3.33 p.m. Pacific Daily Time as creative minds get together and chat about who knows what. View more episodes on our YouTube channel. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks again to our sponsors for making this show possible. Thank you, We Are Historically, for your conscious human apparel. Shop online at wearehistorically.com. Hi, I'm Darius Wilrich. I'll teach you everything you need to know about playing jazz piano like a pro with my 12-week online video course and downloadable guidebook, Jazz Piano Pro Essentials. Enroll today at jazzpianopro.com. Thank you for joining us. really really locked in on water water is my bread and butter um you know i mean that's that's so and so that leads me to my next question the type of water yeah so um you know it's a big question i usually me, me personally i use distilled water and then i take it through a process so um I, I put it outside in a clear glass jar i let the sun ionize and energize it it also um, um, continues the process of breaking down any inorganic compounds in the water, also reformatting the water energetically speaking, because water will hold on to frequency. And, um, and then I, I kind of reaffirm that process with the gemstones to just keep, it, keep the water healthy. And that's the Ooh. water I drink. Okay. Do, do, hey, you, you got time for call. one more question. You're pushing it. Go ahead. <laughs> when you say gemstones, you mean crystals? Yeah. Yep. Crystals. Gems, yep. Okay. Gotcha. Any specific ones that you use? Um, no, 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 not the, the, quartz? So uh, there's different, there's different clusters, um, quartz, rose quartz, uh, garnet, uh, tiger eye, whatever, you know, people, you they're, they're, the company, with. the company I'm affiliated with, they put together little pods, different crystals for different purposes, vitality, wealth, uh, fitness, et cetera. And, and those, those gems, I guess, because of their resonance frequency, um, they tend to, I guess, aid in different areas, but you can use whatever you want. Yeah, man. It's Thank been you, real. Chris. Appreciate you for coming on the show, Chris, you know. Thank you.
I'm excited. I'm excited to see more of the app and everything growing, man. It's gonna be dope. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll, summer, summer it should be coming out this summer. So, okay. Have a happy always. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Yeah, that was a solid one.